Welcome to the Wise Crone Cottage Podcast with storyteller Kathy Shimpock. Here we'll meet the crone and uncover her wisdom as found in fairy tales, folk tales, and myths. For it is true that stories, as it is with many people, become better as they grow older. Know that no matter how difficult your journey has been through the magical forest, the wise crone always opens her door to you. On this first episode, I'll share my goals for the Wise Crone Cottage podcast, how we came to be created, and why I think folk tales are so important today. I'll also tell you a Japanese story, The Old Woman and the Wicked Oni. It's a story that explores the concept of the other, a term often found in sociology. We'll see how the wise old woman becomes an unlikely hero, facing her opponents bravely and finding unexpected solutions to seemingly insurmountable problems. A great while ago, when the world was full of wonders. Let's pretend you were lost in the woods. Those of you who love metaphor know exactly what I mean. You're certainly going to get hungry. You definitely will be thirsty. As the night begins to fall, you might even find yourself feeling lonely and afraid. If this was a fairy tale, just as you are about to lose hope, a cottage appears, right in the middle of the woods. The cottage is the home of the crone, a wise woman who can appear as friend or foe, depending upon your need or worth. If you have found this podcast, know that you are worthy of the quest before you. Listen with an open heart, and the crone may yet show you favor and assist you on your journey. In the world of Jungian psychology, the forest has a strong association with the unconscious mind. It is a place of initiation and rebirth, and symbolizes the feminine principle or the Great Mother. J.C. Cooper, in An Illustrated Encyclopedia of Traditional Symbols, writes, Entering the dark forest or the enchanted forest is a threshold symbol, the soul entering the perils of the unknown, the realm of death, the secrets of nature, or the spiritual world which man must penetrate to find the meaning. The crone's cottage is a spot where the heart is opened and the spirit renewed. Together we'll explore the ancient world of myth, legend, and folklore. We'll also look at contemporary films and stories that continue this tradition of fantasy, and we'll discuss the theories of Carl Jung, Joseph Campbell, and many others. Know that it is when your journey is difficult and the path dark and unclear that the crone offers you a helping hand. She may leave you enriched by your visit, giving you food, shelter, and a clue as to how best to proceed. Sometimes she may haunt you with an unanswered question that leads you deeper into the forest of yourself. But this is true only if you choose to accept her help. You must see beyond her visage. You must see beyond the fear of the unknown. For when you do so, you are proven worthy, and her magic takes you home. 
How did I find my way to the wise crone's cottage, I hear you ask? When I turned sixty years old, it was as if a slow, cold wind had snuck in from the north, awakening me to a reality of which I had remained totally unaware. I was aging. I'm fortunate in many ways. I live in a day and time when women are beginning to redefine the exact meaning of aging. We are no longer destined to days of invisibility, slavery, or banishment although it still happens way too often. The baby boomers are reaching retirement age at a time when the economy has no skilled workers in many areas to replace them. This, along with the potential to extend the date of Social Security, may lead us to a renaissance of wise old men and women who have much to share with a society that needs them more than ever. There is still a place for the educated, experienced, or service-oriented in this culture, no matter their age or gender. During these times of transition, many will seek role models of aging that are strong, positive, wise, and vital, hence the need to study the wise old woman archetype. These universal patterns and models of behavior can be found from ancient times up to today, Within our stories, myths, and legends, our sacred text, arts, artifacts, and culture. As Clarissa Pincola Estes described in her unpublished manuscript on the dangerous old woman, invited, uninvited, summoned, unsummoned, the old woman shows up. Whether she appears to us mysteriously when we are lost and frightened, or we seek her assistance in fighting our battles, it doesn't matter. The important point is she is always there to determine our worth and lead us safely forward. If we wish, she can become our North Star. As for me... I'm lucky to live in a family of nonagenarians and populated with bigger-than-life matriarchs. These women were active and gifted with wisdom, compassion, and creativity throughout their lives. They are my inspiration as I begin to study the wise old woman archetype found within the context of ancient myths, legends, and folktales. As a storyteller and independent scholar, I seek to discover the wisdom they contain for us today at a time when so many people have seemed to lost their way. Together, may we uncover the mystery, magic, and truth found within these stories. Thank you for joining me on this adventure. But now, a story. Not in my time, not in your time, but in the wise crone's time. Once upon a time in Japan there lived an old woman. She had a house high up on the mountains, surrounded by beautiful cherry trees. Times were hard then, and people were hungry. But whenever she got a bit of rice, she would make up a pot, turn the rice into rice flour, shape it into perfectly formed balls, and steam them into dumplings. Then she would serve her friends and family, and they always said that she made the best rice dumplings in all the land. On this day, 
She was making rice dumplings, but one rolled off of her table, and it continued to roll out of her house, down the mountainside, followed a creek, around a river, deep into a cave. The old woman saw the dumpling going and cried out, My dumpling! My dumpling! For you must understand, these dumplings to her were like precious gems. She continued to follow the dumpling all the way into the cave. There in the darkness, she found herself surrounded by Jinso statues. The Jinso are the mythological beings who help the traveler find the right path. Oh, Jinso-sama, she said, have you seen my dumpling? Be gone, old woman, the Jinso replied. It is not safe for you here. This is the land of the Oni. Oh, <laughs> I am not afraid of any Oni. I just want my dumpling. Well, you should be afraid of the Oni, replied the Oni who stood right in front of her. He was big and monstrous. He had a burly man's body, red skin, large head, sharply pointed teeth, wild hair, and two horns. He made a ferocious expression. Oni, do not harm this old woman, Jinso replied. She has done nothing to hurt you. Oh, I have no intention of harming the old woman, the Jinso said. I'm only going to take her with me to make more of these delicious rice dumplings. And he continued to eat the dumpling that had landed right at his feet. He led the old woman deep into the center of the mountain. And soon she found herself in a large banquet hall filled with hundreds of onis. They were all sitting at tables waiting to be fed. He took her into the kitchen and said, Make dumplings. I would make dumplings, she replied, but there's not enough rice. Ah, watch. He picked up the large pot in the kitchen, took it to the river, filled it with water, set it on the fire to boil. As soon as it began to boil, he picked up a single grain of rice. He dropped it into the pot. And when it began to boil, he picked up a large red spoon and began to stir. With one stir, the one grain became ten, ten to twenty, twenty to forty, forty to eighty, until poof, the pot was filled with rice. She made a very large tray of rice dumplings and went in to serve all of the oni, for she was not the least bit afraid of them. But before she could even begin to leave the hall, they began to stomp their feet and pound on the table. More dumpling, more dumpling, more dumpling, more dumpling! Well, she picked up the pot, and she took it to the river. She filled it with water. She allowed it to boil. She put a single grain of rice in the pot, picked up the big red spoon, and began to stir one turned to ten, ten to twenty, twenty to forty, forty to eighty, until poof! She had a pot of rice. 
This time she made an even bigger tray of rice dumplings. And when she entered the hall, all the Oni stood and bowed before her, for she truly did make the best rice dumplings in all the land. She had just finished serving them. When they began to stomp and pound again, more dumpling, more dumpling, more dumpling, more dumpling. Ah, yet again, she took the pot to the river. But this time she began to sing a beautiful Japanese lullaby. The sound of her voice carried into the hall. And soon the onis were fast asleep, for they had not heard a lullaby since they were baby onis. Here was her chance. It's her chance to leave. If she doesn't leave now, she'll be stuck making rice dumplings for the rest of her life. But how to do so? The fastest way was by the river, but there were no boats nearby. Oh, she had a wonderful idea. She picked up the large pot. She put it into the water. She climbed aboard and began to row with the red spoon. Soon she was almost out of sight. But then the Onis woke up. They were very disoriented. Where was the old woman? They couldn't see her. So they went to the shore to look for her. And there she was, way in the distance. Ooh, they were mad. All they could do was to drink up all the water in the river. And so they did so. <coughs> the old woman's pot got stuck in the mud. She climbed out and immediately slipped and fell and was soon covered with mud and began to kick and flail her arms and the fish were splashing all around her and she started to laugh. <laughs> and the Onis looked at her and she looked so ridiculous. They began to laugh. <laughs> and they released all the water in their mouth. The river was full. She climbed aboard the pot and quickly rowed her way home, carrying the pot and the red spoon with her. And after that day, she was able to easily and effortlessly make all the rice dumplings she wanted and serve them for her friends and family. And they called their friends and family, and they called their friends, and soon they were coming from all the land. Soon she had to open up a rice dumpling store, and she became the richest woman in all the land because she truly did make the best rice dumplings. You may be wondering how I know these old stories, but that is a story for another day. The moral of the story is... The Oni is the other. The other is someone who we think is not like us. He or she may look different, think different, act different. Today, some see the other in people of a different race, ethnicity, religion, gender, or sexual orientation. In the island culture of Japan long ago, having a fear of the other was quite common. 
It was a land with little diversity. So naturally the Oni was the unknown and became symbolic of great evil and destruction. Sadly, we live in a world in which people find the Oni everywhere. Onis are found throughout Japanese culture, filling their plays and dance. Most often they are represented by wearing a ferocious mask. But who or what is behind that mask? This is the question the wise old woman asks. In this story, the old woman is the unlikely hero. She is both kind and fearless before the Onis. Their difference doesn't scare her. She sees who they are behind their fearful mask. She soothes them with her lullaby. And when opportunity presents itself, she finds a way home. When almost captured, she doesn't yell threats or cower in fear. She laughs at the silliness of her situation, an old woman slipping and falling and covered in mud. Home at last, she doesn't rest out her days in a rocking chair. Instead, she starts a business and becomes the richest woman in all of Japan. In one of my favorite versions of this story, she goes to the river each evening and floats a tray of dumplings into the cave. This is the wise old woman archetype. Fearless, clever, kind, and industrious. She sees beyond the surface to find an unexpected solution to the trials that are before her. She has much to teach us all. I look forward to sharing her stories with you. The wise crone knows it's time for you to leave. Your journey home takes you back through the forest. It may at times be difficult, but no fear. Her final words to you are, Remember to stay on the path. Do not leave the path no matter what you see or experience. And so it was, and so it is. Thank you for listening. We'll meet again the fourth Sunday of each month. This podcast has been sponsored by Heart Symbol Publishing, where you'll find a wide variety of guided imagery downloads to achieve your goals and enhance your life. Music, The Snow Queen, performed by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 4.0.